0: another Kill Hauled podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did, and I actually managed to get a lot in this week. Uh, there's a lot of news to cover over, so hang in there, pirates. This may be a long voyage. First up on today's docket, we are in the home stretch of July and working our way closer and closer to Curse Sales, and the hype is starting to get real. This week, we are expecting a small patch and a trailer or video giving us a solid July date for the release. You already know my thoughts on this. We will get Curse Sales on the 24th of July. We're only one week deep into the newest Buildrad adventures, and I've managed to complete all 100 statues of the Sunken Curse. Yeah. I wasn't going to let happen what happened during the Gunpowder Skeleton event again. Wait, wait, let me back up a second. (laughs) Sunken Curse, what is it? Well, it's not quite what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, kind of a bummer, I know, but the good news is, this week's Bill's Rat Adventure is a good rest from constantly dying from skeletons who have nothing better to do but to run at you cackling with a lit gunpowder keg. This week... We're scouring the seas looking for statues that have appeared out of nowhere and seem to be cursed. We don't know what the curse is or if we're helping or hindering, but it's interesting to think why we aren't asking Duke the hard questions. So far, we understand that there are statues of mermaids that hold magical powers. Most statues we have are put up as testaments to a person's life or as symbols of a deity or a lord. Now, Since there are so many of these statues around, and vary in power, I'm going to suggest that they are symbols of a species and possibly their lord or deity, and going around destroying them may not be the best idea, but destroy them we must. Because of Duke and the promise of new clothing, gold, or reputation, we're going out into the Sea of Thieves to remove these figures or artifacts from around the islands, Right now, there are three different power levels, Sapphire, Emerald, and Ruby, with Sapphire being the easiest to destroy and Ruby being the most difficult. The original intent is for you to be able to solo Sapphire and Emerald as I did in the first day. The Ruby ones are designed to be for a full crew of four. Of course, leave it up to pirates to work out ways around this design system. As of this recording, there is a bug that allows you to destroy all the statues solo. If you already know about this, then this news comes as no surprise. But for everyone else know that there is actually a sweet spot where the statue's damaging aura stops and your sword slashes hit. The limiting factor here is going to be air. If you have enough bananas and aren't being hunted by sharks, you can stay below the waterline to slash, shoot, or powder keg these ruby statues down. From what I've researched, pirates have been able to easily destroy ruby statues with four powder kegs. The hardest part, getting the powder kegs to sink down to the bottom of the seafloor, in the right place. That being said, I don't know if this week's patch will eliminate this bug forcing players to take damage from the statue. I would assume they will fix this and recommend working on the rubies as quickly as possible with other crews or crewmates. I did learn yesterday that you can work with other crews and get credit for destroying the artifacts. I don't know the extent of what counts or what doesn't. We didn't want to waste any of the statues trying to test this to make sure that we respected other players' times. So if you don't always run with a full galleon and want to partner up with other pirates, as long as each crew hits a statue, both will get credit. As with each event, there are new and time-limited cosmetics. This round comes in with not what I was expecting, an expansion to the bone themed armor gear, but an entirely new style. Something that is far closer to the appearance of shipwrecked chests. The Whaling Barnacle cosmetics include a dress, jacket, and hat. They're only available till July 25th, and this is an interesting date because it's a Wednesday, and we don't typically get patches or content planned for Wednesday. Sure, the date will slip from a Tuesday to a Wednesday, sometimes even a Thursday if there's an implementation issue however i 've come to expect a Tuesday as the planned day for most updates to the game, which brings me back to my expected cursed sales launch date what I will uh, what I think will be the twenty fourth does this mean they are planning on a solid launch of Curse Sales then? Uh, makes sense. So far, we know that Sur- Sunken Curse will be the last build rat update before Curse Sales, and that each adventure-, adventure lasts two weeks. That gives us one more week before Curse Sales launches, and I expect that it will be a solid launch with f- few, if any, issues. Uh, and this is all just kind of based on how well the Hungering Deep launch went. Back to the new content. We also received a new flag, free to represent the Bilge Rat Adventures. And this will tie into a small captain's log, since I still have a bit to talk about for this episode, and I don't want to go too long. Now, Now you can sail around... Showing that you're sailing is based around doing the adventures. This worked out nicely as yesterday I was with a crew sailing around doing voyages and working on mermaid statues. We had just finished up a fort and were working our way south when we came upon Crooked Masts to find a solo slooper who was waiting for some barrels to sink so that he could destroy a ruby statue. And... I tend to give people a chance to state their intentions in the game when sailing so as to not assume they mean any malice towards my crew and I. This pirate was flying the bilge rat flag and we chatted with him and agreed to work towards statues together. Eventually a friend of his logged on and we had a six pirate fleet sailing from island to island hunting down these statues without one shot fired and no miscommunication. Later We took on a skull fort and had been attacked by another galleon and eventually a separate sloop. Thanks to the bilge rat rat flag, our time spent together, we fended off the other ships and claimed the fort for ourselves. We even had to contend with the bitter galleon who continued to hunt us down after multiple failed attempts to take our loot. It was a great experience considering this is the first bilge rat adventure that doesn't require you to team up with another crew. Just goes to show that if you come into the game with the right attitude, you can come out with something richer than gold or reputation. Friends. So far, this is the first Bilge Rat adventure that doesn't force you to work with another crew. I think there's going to be there's going to be a, a delicate balance. Here, as we move into a world where we have more than just two types of ships and crew sizes, new adventures and content will actually have to take into account this change. As of now, I'm hoping that people who are sticking around in the world are taking the opportunity to actually work with other people to get to know new pirates. And, and that leads me into some of the things that I found around the community. So, next item on, on today's docket, this week we saw a few things pop up in the community that caught my attention. First, being the hashtag around Twitter, uh, pirate bio, which is exactly what it sounds like a uh, post listing off information about who your pirate is. I really like this because it speaks to what Rare wants the wants for the game. Us pirates to develop and grow the lore of Sea of Thieves by our adventures. Each post is simple enough and includes the following bits of information. Your pirate's name, likes, dislikes, what you're most famous for, your weapon of choice, your favorite sails, and where you're most likely to be found. So I've seen a lot of these and it was awesome to see... Uh, Gamerboss Boss or, or Craig Duncan on Twitter retweet every single tweet that had the pirate bio hashtag and at the expense of many hundred followers who were annoyed at the flood of pirate information. It's a really fun thing to sift through all these different pirates out there and see what they look like and small bit of information about who they are. I did notice that, uh, I'm actually in the minority for bald pirates. Go figure. Uh, everyone seems to really like having long wavy hair that gets swept up by the, uh, the ocean breeze there. So, yep, I'm still bald. Anyway, the next thing I found out was uh, something interesting, and it was a little more information regarding San Diego Comic-Con. We found out that Sea of Thieves is going to be having a special panel at San Diego Comic-Con. This is going to be an hour-long panel discussing the lore and expanded universe of Sea of Thieves. It's going to have Joe Neat, Mike Chapman, Adam Park, and Pete Heinz, uh, along with—or hence—oh, I forgot how it's pronounced— I'm sorry, Pete. I'm sorry. I think it's Heinz. Along with special guest, Freddie Prince Jr., who, if you don't know, is a huge Sea of Thieves fan. And he's actually going to be there kind of representing us. Uh, maybe actually answering questions for other people as well, too. But there's going to be some great in-game loot that's time-limited exclusive items available for Comic-Con attendees, which is great if you're already planning to go, but... For now, the in-game items are going to be exclusive for 60 days. That really... It hurts. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to get my hands on these. I don't know anyone going this time. Uh, if if this is true for other in-game items, exclusive items that were promised to be available at a later time, then around the middle of August, the items that were f- from E3 should be made available for all pirates. I'm hoping that's true. Um Till we know more, though, this is all just kind of speculation. Uh, attendees will also be getting a limited edition Sea of Thieves comic. I don't know if this is issue 5 or a variant cover to 4, as I haven't gotten a chance to read issue 4 yet. And as I understand it, that was the last issue, but I'm, I'm not 100% on that, so I I'm, I need to get caught up on my comics. Either way, I'm sure there are some scummy pirates out there that are looking to make a quick buck selling these comics online. So something I hate seeing, but I can't really do anything about except not buy them. And, and just recommend that you not buy them uh, as well. Try not to support people selling stuff that's exclusive. It, it sucks not having it, but I, I just want you guys to, to not – don't feed the trolls. Now, I've been going through the tales from the Sea of Thieves book. And it's been really interesting to hear about the chest that was taken by Captain Flameheart, locked in the brig, and left to sink at the bottom of the sea after their ship Sailed too close to the Devil's Shroud and ended up taking on too much damage and sinking. This chest was later found and has a warning written in merfolk that says, Do not open. And this reminds me that there's a lot outside of the game that isn't in the game yet. Information about the game that has yet to be implemented, at least. Yet. I think this is talking a lot about the more dangerous or at least mysterious merfolk civilization and the Devil's Shroud. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because we're getting to a point now where we're going to be discovering a lot more, hopefully from this panel, that will tell us about Forsaken Shores and. The book explains that there there are islands that have been engulfed by the devil shroud and revealed by the devil shroud. So for some reason, the devil shroud can protect an island. It doesn't damage islands, but it damages ships and kills pirates. So I'm really curious to understand more about how the devil shroud works how it actually interacts with different elements. Like, does it leave plant life, vegetation, and animals okay on an island? Or does it kill the fish in the water? We're very unclear about how the Devil Shroud works. It is a very mysterious force. And I'm looking forward to finding out more. So if you're interested, this panel is going to be recorded. If you want to watch it, it will be available on YouTube after San Diego Comic Con, as far as I understand. And I imagine that we'll be getting the highlights the day of on their social media, as well as possibly some giveaways. So... It's, it's going to be happening this Saturday, July 21st, between 1.30 p.m. and 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The next item on today's docket is going to talk about a couple of videos we got covering the information about Comic-Con and the latest patch. There's some interesting tidbits from the videos that I'll talk about here in a second, but I just I have to say, I'm still very happy to have Rare continue to release these videos and give us who are paying attention as much information as they can. Uh, The the behind-the-scenes video, which I will link in the show notes, talks to Adam Park and Pete Heinz. Uh, about how the expanded universe will continue to be explored with the book Athena's Fortune that's coming out in October. And this is really interesting because they go on to talk about how a lot of this is stuff that we... It's going to explain a lot of the stuff that's in-game. So I don't know if this refers to the ancient civilizations or the cave paintings that we found or why things are in the areas that they are like, why is Krakenfall have so many skeletons of Krakens and so many different questions. But they said that Athena's fortune that's coming out in October should hopefully reveal more information about that. And I'm looking forward to it. Now, the video starts off kind of peeking in on Adam and Pete in their natural habitat, which I love. Uh, We see them, quote-unquote, working uh, with tons of little figurines all around their desk, as well as piles upon piles of Sea of Thieves merchandise. Feel free to send me some. Uh, Wouldn't mind that. (laughs) <laughs> I'd love to have some of that stuff. Pete, uh, I noticed, is is a huge LEGO fan uh, with a couple of odds and ends from gaming stuff as well. Uh, Mario's, Sonic, a uh, couple Transformers, I think. And I asked Joe uh, on Twitter if we could ever have Something similar to like the behind-the-scenes featurettes that you find on like DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff. Something that shows some of the work done for future content that eventually would get released after that content went live. And I did get a response, uh, a reasonable response for that, um, saying that while they they had tried something like that in the past, it was too distracting and disruptive of a process that they wanted to make sure meetings were as productive as possible. So. Back to the video, Adam talks about some of the things in the books and comics being brought into the game at a later date. And I'm curious to know if this is referring to some of the stuff that talks with the cursed chest with uh, Diving Bell and Captain Flameheart. Uh, or if this is something that's in the comics that, that hasn't been shown off, like the the tavern that has a pistol that is a safe area that weapons don't work in. So I'm, I'm trying to understand, like, what does he mean by that? And I'm hoping that the panel will review, reveal kind of more of that information as we go. The developer update we got last week with Joe was pretty simple as far as talking about the latest patch. He went ahead and covered the information about finding the statues, the Bill Red Adventures, the flag, uh, and that was great. But he did mention one thing that I thought was kind of ironic but interesting as well and that was that they wanted to take time to evaluate their process regarding updates and content drops and making sure that they get enough time to test these out to make sure that they aren't introducing more bugs with each patch as they're trying to take care of previous bugs as well. And I've noticed this. Um, Last week it was the errors that people were dropping from the game. Uh, This week it seemed to be Athena's Fortune and a Coffee Beer Error, and I just want to take this opportunity to go back and kind of address the insider program, the pioneer program that was reintroduced to try and help test out some of this content. And I I don't know if they have enough players playing this. I don't know if maybe they need to send out more invites to broaden the player base. But I do think one thing they should consider is giving players a pirate legend to start with. This would give them an opportunity for players to explore all areas and all voyages at all levels to know If there's going to be a big bug, something that would prevent, say, Pirate Legends from being able to use their voyages, uh, that's a big deal. And I feel like we have the tools now in place to offer Rare more data by testing this content. And yes, we are going to have NDA content, and that will be tough to not have Leet. But at the expense of players having a good experience, I think it's worth... Sharing a little more with other people who are willing to take on the burden of testing out this beta content or this content, this this priorly or pr- this this content that's yet to be released. Sorry, I don't know why I was stumbling over that. the The other half of the update was really just a, a great message from Joe. Uh, he he actually kind of took some time to encourage people to not give up on getting into the game industry just because they don't have formal education for the industry uh, or the experience suggested. If... You're passionate about the game and you have a work visa for England, give it a shot. See if you can teach yourself some of the things using online resources for game development and a willingness to grow. Um, There are plenty of resources out there for learning how to work with engines, learn how to model. Just basic ideas on how to develop scenarios for the game. And if this is something you want to do, like myself, I've always wanted to get into the game industry. I I know that this is a good opportunity for us to take time to develop ourselves and possibly get a job doing it. It was a great video, and I'm going to have link uh, to it in the show notes, so make sure you go in there and take a look at that. I think that's going to do it. It actually ended up being a little bit shorter than I thought, but I do have some reviews I want to cover, and there's some great ones, so hang in tight. (music) Last up on today's docket, I'm going to be reading your reviews, so if you want to send me an iTunes review, send an honest review. I will read it here on the show. First up, I'll bow to the Captain five-star review from Power Boy. This is... There is simply no better representation of both the joy of the community and the promise of the future surrounding Rare's brilliant gaming experience, Sea of Thieves, than Keelhauled. Logan hosts an inclusive, approachable, and timely weekly podcast that will keep you And your young lads and lasses who play or watch with you up to date on the latest news within the game, speculating on upcoming content still mired in the mists and depths of the sea, and recounting tales of his previous week's triumphs, tragedies, and grog-induced tirades. It is plainly clear that Logan puts the work and time into this pod, not out of personal commendation, but out of sheer unabashed geekdom for the beauty, beautiful, dynamic, and communal world of Sea of Thieves. Production value, professionalism, and quality are always important, and Kielhald has all of those in spades. But love for the material is paramount, and Logan is a worthy and admirable evangelist for that love. Subscribe and start your week right, mi Poor boy, thank you. I know you reached out to me on Twitter, and I really appreciate you listening, buddy. I couldn't ah, – that was amazing. Some of these reviews you guys are putting in are, are works of art in their own sense. I, I don't know who you're working for, but if you can become a critic and write like this, do so. Uh, the next one, one of my favorite podcasts, five-star review, uh, Jay LaFurry. sorry, I don't know how to say it – Thank you so much for a great podcast. It's nice to have a Sea of Thieves podcast that is positive and comes from someone who enjoys playing the game. I've been wanting an open-world pirate game for as long as I can remember, and I love what you're doing with it. Thanks again. Oh, man, yeah. I didn't know I wanted a open-world pirate game until this game came out. It's so much fun, and I'm so close to hitting Pirate Legend 2. I'm happy. Uh, the next one, the best. Five-star review by Captain Hatchet. Captain Hatchet GT on Xbone here. This be my first ever. Or no, sorry. I gotta read this like a pirate. There's I almost can't not. Uh, Captain Hatchet GT on Xbone here. This be my first review ever. From one captain to another, you're doing a great job, mate. Informative, clever, and entertaining. What more could a scurvy dog need? Hope to see you on the seas. Keep up the good work, Captain Hatchet. Thank you. That was uh, that was great. I like that. Uh, the the last one. This guy gets it. Five-star review by Escontra4. On the surface, Sea of Thieves is a very simple and basic game. The community is what makes the game great. I couldn't agree more. Uh, This podcast is perfect because it celebrates all the best parts of that community. Our gracious host isn't interested in bragging about how much better he is at the game. He wants to show people the type of experience that are out there and to help people understand and love this game as much as he does. He is very knowledgeable on what come and what is coming to the game and what rare is planning he puts in the time to learn what rumors are worthwhile if you need a better understanding of what is out there besides grinding out merchant quests this podcast is a great place to start it's paradise springs with eight x's Man, I would love to get a map with Paradise Springs that had eight X's on it. That would be amazing. Um, Thank you. I really, yeah, I will hit Pirate Legend when I hit Pirate Legend, which hopefully will be soon. I hope so. One of these days I'll get it. I've actually been really uh, having a good time watching everyone else hit it, though. It's, It's amazing seeing the Twitter just explode. Oh, before I go, I have to direct you over to the Sea of Thieves subreddit because, uh, Ors Blue Fog, or Mike from Canada, put up an amazing photo. He went and grabbed a beautiful three-quarter perspective photo of a galleon and then cut, um, highlighted all the different parts of the ship as kind of like an informative dia- uh, uh, diagram, or, or I don't know how to say it. But anyway, he, he put this up on uh, the subreddit. He is... Ranked number one right now with over a thousand upvotes for the amount of information. I told him he needs to do a cutaway for it so people can actually see like what the what the different parts inside the ship are as well. Uh, but if you're if you're looking for more information about what a ship's parts are called, like the bowsprit or the poop deck, that's a great place to go. Also, uh, Booty Slam, one of my buddies, he is in New Zealand. He was challenged on Twitter by Bad DPS to swim from Golden Sands Outpost to Mermaid Hideaway, and this came about because he was actually swimming from Sunken Grove to, um, where was it? It was, he was, no, he shot himself out of the cannon and started swimming to Galleon's Grave Outpost, which he made, but she challenged him to swim from Golden Sands Outpost, and he he trimmed it up. He sped it up to a minute, and it's great. That's on Reddit as well as Twitter too. Uh, Frosty Force is out in force again. Um, out there is the Banana Bandit giving away loot that was uh, lost from a ship that got killed by the Kraken, and it was a Fort uh, Skull Fort loot, and they gave it all to him. And then they he just tossed in an Athena's Quest, uh, courtesy of Hazerface as well too. So much out there from the community, just doing an awesome job. I could couldn't be any happier to, to be in this type of a, a scenario where I can talk about you guys doing amazing stuff. Um, feel free to hit me up. If you find something like this, if you did something like this, if there's something that I'm missing that you want me a, a, aware of, uh, I'm, I'm over on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. My gamertank is C-A-P-T-A-I-N. L-O-G-U-N. I'm going to be streaming more often now that I have internet and that should be on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays in the afternoon Pacific Coast time. So that should be more uh, Sea Thieves based stuff. You can always email me too. I always get the emails uh, from time to time and I love that. It's uh, C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com Pirates, thank you for listening. I hope you had a good time. It was a little jumble today. I don't know why. I, don't, I had a hard time trying to build every everything up today but thank you for listening if you made it this far if you did uh, feel free to let me know what you thought and hopefully hopefully I'll get to see you out on the sea of thieves